Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to another episode of our show. Today, we are going to be doing something a little fun. Um, We're going to be doing some storytelling to kind of drive out um, what most needs to be focused on for this healing session. And then we're going to be bringing in some Starseed Reiki to help with clearing up all of that stuff so that you can have a really nice um, rest of your day or I'm recording this on a Friday so you can have a really good weekend. So before we get started, as we always do here on the show, I'd like to just gather us all in sacred space, in a healing place that's safe and protected and Have you get yourself situated? You are going to be receiving healing. I assume that's what you want since you clicked on this um, podcast or video, wherever it is that you're watching this. So get yourself comfortable. This is going to be a Reiki session, so it's something where you want to be somewhat in a receptive, quiet space for receiving healing. Take a deep breath together as I wrap us all in love light and light love. Inviting in my team who would like to help with this healing session. I have some of my starseed healing guides here. So I have Skyvana. She is an Arcturian master healer. And I have the Pleiadians, as we will be doing some Pleiadian starseed Reiki today. The first thing we're going to do, so it doesn't have to be so heavy, because you guys know we're trying to bring more lightness and fun into um, everything that we're doing here on the show. And... For you in general too. So this is not just um, storytelling. This is becoming part of most of our um, episodes that we do is we're bringing in a channeled story. In this case, it's a chapter of a story from Mabon and Murder. These are standalone chapters. So it's like you don't have to know what came previously unless you follow this um, this channel um, sequentially when things drop. And then you could start hearing the entire story play out um, sequentially, but you don't have to. And you're hearing me do some different things in the background, a little ASMR. So first we read the story. The story has been channeled in this morning. So I asked um, for us to 
be given what is most needed by the collective that's listening to this show episode. And based on what I'm seeing in the story, it looks like we need some help with clearing um, mainly the mental body, the mental anguish, mental quote-unquote suffering, um, mental loops, mental blocks, um, a lot going on in the mental body right now. That doesn't mean we won't touch on the other bodies. I'm going to wait for the Reiki to come in here in just a little bit after we kind of read into the story, read the story. Um, and we may have to pull out or we may pull out other metaphors from the story as well as to what's going on. So this is a continuation, Mabon and Murder. This is our Bringers of the Light story. Um, if you're interested in any previous chapters, the, the I think the podcast or the, I call it podcast, but this, this is, show is all over the place. But I think the episode right before this was an energy update. And that was where we had the previous chapters of what was going on for the energy update. Yeah, it was the energy update we did for um, the week ahead which was like this Wednesday. I think I did it Wednesday of this week and it goes all the way till the middle of next week. But the healing that comes on the tail of what's going on this week or whenever you drop into this, because it doesn't really matter. This is chapter three. So everything can be important to you. I want to like, if you're new to the channel, just share how these work. So these are channeled. Um, they come in via automatic writing. Um, later on, this all these chapters do end up being coming a book, and all my ebooks are free to read, and all those links and stuff are in my show notes. Um, we've got eleven books out there now. Many more to come, but um, the stories are channeled. Then um, they have metaphors and messages for you coded into, light encoded into the story themselves. Um, they're meant to be uplifting and fun and The Bringers of the Light is a story all about um, some fellow light warriors, um, Abigail and Dakar, you know, Polly and Scratchy, part of the coven, Abigail's coven, um, all in the etheric town of Rockaway Point. And um, we follow them on their kind of adventures as they work with also um, being light warriors and vanquishing <laughs> the dark with the light or however you want to put it. Um, but it is done kind of with fun in mind to kind of to raise. It's all part of also raising your vibe. So this is not just like... You can skip ahead if you want, but this is the, the entire show episode is part of the healing, not just when we get to the actual Skyvana and the Pleiadians and stuff coming in and helping me do the Starseed Reiki. So just so you're familiar with how that works. So let's just read this and see what we need to get out of this for our healing. So this is um, what will be chapter three. It's called Roller Coaster, which right away I was like, oh gosh, I guess that's like Roller Coaster of Emotions, because I thought maybe they're going to go to an amusement park, um, but it's more like, um, I think it's a Roller Coaster of mental thoughts and like loops and stuff in the mental body. 
So it says, when Abigail returned to the town square, Dakar was already waiting for her. This is her divine counterpart. She hugged him tightly and looked into his eyes, wondering what all the fuss was about. Something isn't right around here, he said, gesturing towards the water fountain that had been causing so much commotion in the last few days. Polly said there's been five people taken ill to the hospital over in Lancashire just today, but it's not a physical illness. It's more of a mental anxiety causing them to get ill from fright, he said, taking her hand. And just look at the water, he said, pumping the fountain handle. The water was an eerie shade of crimson brown. The town magistrate had placed a sign on the fountain and was in the process and it was in the process of being turned off by the local authorities. Who would do such a thing, Abigail said, perplexed about anyone who wanted to hurt another person for fun. Well, we've been called into HQ, Dakar said. High Corps, that's their boss, wants the best of us on this case, he said, taking a small sample of the water in a jar as the town magistrate and his assistant put a lock on the fountain. That's a metaphor right there. Um, we better we better meet Highcore now, he said, gesturing towards the parking spot where Highcore's black sedan waited. But I've got the autumn festival tomorrow, Abigail said, thinking about her secret casserole that even she didn't know how it would turn out. We'll be back in time for that, Dakar said, helping her in the back of the stretch limo. Duty calls, he said, and I think our culprits may be making an appearance at your festival. Oh my gosh, my voice. And I think our culture, it's light language, already coming through. Our culprits may be making an appearance at your festival, so we need to be prepared. Meanwhile, at Posh Pets, Scratchy, so the Polly Willikers is a member of the coven of the, and her familiar Scratchy thinks something eerie is going on at the new vet clinic in town and so he like convinced Abigail to take him or I'm sorry he convinced Polly to take him there to have a vet appointment oh my god see mental loops like my mind is like all over the place so meanwhile at Posh Pets Scratchy had his eyes on poodles the young teacup poodle flounced around the back of the clinic and made it a point to stare right into Scratchy's cage that's that the tabby thought as he clipped opened the cage door with his mind and slinked out of the cage. The vet had been pumping him with hairball medication and he coughed out a huge ball of tabby-colored fur. He felt much better and was even able to slightly levitate himself to see the front of the clinic where young poodles appeared to be helping Clark Witherspoon load something into a tote bag. Clark Witherspoon is the vet. There, there, Clark said to Poodles, patting her lightly and putting something in a small locket around her collar. All this will be over soon, he said, loading the tote bag with what appeared to be jars of a white substance. Scratchy was suspicious, and he tucked himself out of sight so as to hide away, waiting for Clark and Poodles to leave on his walk so he could investigate further. There was something going on in town, causing folks to go on a roller coaster ride of emotions, and it had more to do with tainted drinking water. The last thing Scratchy saw before tucking back into his cage was an old magazine clipping. There was a small child holding a teacup poodle. The poodle looked vaguely like poodles, Scratchy thought. The magazine article called out to Scratchy from beyond the beyond. Young Clark Witherspoon is the first to clone his beloved pet poodles. The hair stood up on Scratchy's neck as he was sure he was on to something here. Oh my God. All right. 
So somebody's been tainting the town water in Rockaway Point, and it's been causing people to like lash out at each other with like, you know, stuff they wouldn't normally say, kind of like a truth serum. And in this case, it looks like more people got ill before they finally figure out what was going on and had a lot of anxiety and they were very frightened. And I guess they were afraid that they were going to like do something. And so they just took them to the hospital because this town doesn't really have a big hospital. Took them to the hospital so they could kind of look at them, but who knows what they're going to find, I guess. So they've put a lock on the water fountain, which I said metaphor, which I think is kind of what we're going to try to do here is put a etheric, maybe padlock. I don't know how the guides are going to do it, but somehow lock out those things that are causing us to have these um, mental loops and roller coaster rides of emotions and mental anguish. Anything else I want to call out here? So again, the bringers of the light have been called in to figure out what's going on. So that's us here doing this healing for you. And Scratchy, I don't know what's all the what going on with the cloned dog and all that. That is very interesting to me. I guess that's going to work itself out later on. But needless to say, Scratchy, who is always on the case, whenever he shows up in a book um, or in a chapter, uh, this familiar is very um, old. We don't know how old he actually really is, um, but he's been helping Polly Willigers, which she's nowhere to be found. So I don't know what he's up to here at the vet's office, but usually he figures stuff out before other people do. So mental anguish. I feel it too, kind of, as I'm tapping into the collective that's listening to this, it feels very um, butterflies in the stomach. Um, it feels very, it does feel anxious and kind of jumpy. Um, and I think it's just that this time, although I said this is timeless, when we're listening to this is, um, I'm recording this the Friday before Samhain. So Samhain is on Sunday and you know, there's that anxiousness that that kind of like trick-or-treat kind of energy going about that trickstery kind of mischievous energy floating in because it's just there it's a thought form um, it's become kind of like a living um, entity around the whole thing you know that has to do with Samhain or Hall um, Halloween like the trick-or-treat kind of like um you know, are you going to give me something or am I going to have to like egg your house or whatever and mess up your yard or it, that just exists because it exists around the whole, whether you celebrate Halloween or Samhain or not, which really is two different things like trick or treat has nothing to do with Samhain, but um, whether you celebrate Halloween or not, um, that trickster energy is activated at this time of year. And so it brings up anxiety in people. And I guess, I don't know why. Like, I do know some people that are very, like, um, kind of anxious about this time of year. And I do know people personally who on Halloween night actually, like, go hide out. Like, they don't want anything to do with Halloween. Even if, as benevolent as it may seem in their case, um, 
something from maybe either a past lifetime or, you know, younger years or whatever has caused some sort of like PTSD or trauma. And um, this time of year holds something weird for them. And um, they just kind of like hide out until it passes kind of is the way I've seen it occur. So we want to bring in some calming energy. We want to bring in some protection for those of you that may be out and about, um, you know, during this time, or like I said, any time for that matter, because you're going to find this episode whenever it's most needed by you. Um, it may not necessarily be, you know, right now, maybe at, at a time where you trickster energy can be around at other times as well, depending on you know, situations that you're in, people that you're surrounded by, um, whatever. So we're bringing in some protection. We're bringing in some healing and some clearing, and we're bringing in some levity with the Pleiadians. So the way we're doing this starseed Reiki is, um, there is a symbol I'll be drawing. It doesn't really, it, it's going to be something that's going to fill you with power. This um, energy healing is going to last for the next 72 hours. So what you'll find is you'll <laughs> invincible. We don't want people to think they're invincible, but it's going to give you like a boost in your um, personal power um, to your solar plexus so that you can handle whatever's going on. Um, stand up and be strong no matter what's going on around you. Um, even if things outwardly seem chaotic, which was also part of the energy update for this week is things could be seeming chaotic on the outside and we want to give you that buffer, but we can't put in that energy until we take out the bad stuff or the stuff that's causing you to have this anguish and anxiety and all that. Cause there, it doesn't work. It, it does work, but it doesn't really work to add good energy, high powered energy on top of crap that's already there because it just pushes the crap that's already there like further into your chakras and um, into, into your auric field. And we don't wanna keep it there, we wanna get it out. And then we wanna put the good stuff in. So um, first we're going to remove and then we're going to input. So let's see what we wanna do for the output part. Let's take a deep breath. So I want you to imagine that you're sitting inside of a huge, huge smoky quartz tower. I mean, that encompasses your whole entire body and it's got a point going up. So it's double terminated, has a point going up towards heavens. It has a point going down into Gaia and you are just inside this smoky quartz, huge, huge double terminated crystal. Arcturians are coming in now and you're going to feel the energy within the crystal kind of moving and swirling within and around you.
and this it's almost like the inside of the smoky quartz is has almost liquefied in a sense and it's pouring its protective qualities and it's like pulling out of you any and all energies of mental anxiety, anguish, any lower vibes from the mental body are now being kind of sucked up like a sponge by this smoky quartz double terminated crystal. And you may be feeling them coming out um, a lot from the solar plexus and root chakra, like the lower chakras I'm feeling, as well as the third eye getting a big clearing right now as this smoky quartz crystal absorbs. And now what I'm seeing is Skyvana, our Octurian healing guide. She's putting coils of energy around the outside of the smoky quartz. So it looks like a long coil or like a corkscrew um, of energy and it's fire, fire dragon power. So I'm waiting for the smoky quartz to finish for people. Okay, so smoky quartz is done and the smoky quartz is now going to be removed from your field. It's going to go clear itself off planet. So smoky quartz is rising up, up and away from your form, your aura. And the star beings that are here supporting this healing are taking that smoky quartz off planet to do the clearing, those energies. And you now have a coil of, looks like red and orange dragon fire completely around you, almost like you're sitting inside of a corkscrew of energy. And this energy is filling your entire field with power. Now I'm holding this space as well. I've got my hands up. But the Reiki is more like quantum energy healing. So it's not necessarily that I'm projecting hands at you Although it is, energy is coming out of my hands because I can feel it. So I'm more just like holding space too and, and as source and the star beings that are here, very powerful star beings, Arcturian and Pleiadian, Pleiadian star beings, helping send these healing blessings through to each one of you. And the energy you receive is at a frequency and a level that's just right for you. Each person is going to get their own healing tones that are going to surround you as you continue to sit inside this corkscrew shape of dragon fire. 
You're only going to be filled with as much power as your body, as your form, as your field can handle. And so energy that you receive will slow down or stop when you've absorbed as much as you need. It looks like there's some people here that really need a lot because we're continuing to send and fill you up with power. And my hands stop kind of tingling. This energy is flowing through me and out to you. Then we'll know that that's over. So as everyone has received as much power as you can handle at the moment, the Dragonfire Corkscrew is now being removed from around your aura. And we're gonna come in with some light language to help put a shield around you to raise your vibration to as high as you're able to have it raised at the moment because everybody's threshold is different. And you're going to have this <laughs> euphoria, they're saying, that you haven't felt in a while come over you in the next 72 hours. Kind of like it is a state of bliss, but the state of bliss will be different for each one of you because there's some people that can handle ecstatic states of bliss um, that are very, uh, that are higher. Um, and there are some people that need, you know, that have to have that a little bit kind of tampered down that they can't handle that much. So you're only going to get what you can handle. You're going to feel it kind of pulsing within and around you. And ecstatic states of bliss are not because they're telling me that people are a little confused by that. Ecstatic states of bliss have nothing to do with having an orgasm, although you might feel like you need to do that, but that's not exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about um, very high powered spiritual light, spiritual vibes and um, spirit surrounding you, which cause you to feel like very, um, very grounded while still feeling like very uplifted. It's a very interesting feeling. I think you're going to enjoy it. And as always, if anything feels not, not right to you, like after you get the session, you were like this, I don't like this or whatever. I don't know. Everybody's different. Um, then it's nothing you have to accept or stick with. Like you can just say, you know, I don't like this or I don't want this or whatever, and it'll go away. Right. So you can kind of experiment with what works for you. Um, because I am a weaver and I can, um, just by the power of um, intention, the power of the words that I'm speaking can um, kind of bring people to certain states of being through um, almost like a hypnotic suggestion per se, but that's not really what it is. I'm not hypnotizing anybody. It's just weaving energy around you of a particular vibration and frequency. Um, but I've gotten into situations with clients and friends before where it's kind of like, oh my God, um, you know, 
it, you, it can kind of take you out of ordinary reality um, to where you lose track of time and you are having so much fun that you kind of um, forget, you know, to take care of certain, like some of your stuff, you need to like kind of ground yourself and balance yourself out. So just to be aware. So if you lose a little track of time and you're like, you forget to feed the dog or something like, you know, you have to kind of stay balanced there. And again, you're only going to get the energy that you can handle. So if it ever feels like it's too much, you can just ask that it either be dialed back or, you know, just, you know, stopped or whatever completely. Like your guides are going to support you in this. You're not doing this by yourself. This is just a healing modality. This starseed Reiki is just something to add a little, you know, high vibe to your day. All right. So the last thing we're going to do is bring in the light language. <laughs> I'm already laughing. All right. So the Pleiadians are here. We're going to bring in this Pleiadian light language. We're going to fill you up. We're going to set the intention that you're going to have a blissful, euphoric, fun experience that's just perfect and just right for you over the next 48 to 72 hours. And then we'll just see what happens from there. So here we go. so many light beings that came forward in that light language. I think each one of you um, maybe is being supported by some different beings here because I didn't just have Pleiadians coming in. I had um, the fairies coming in, the fae. Um, I had blue avians coming in there. I had um, my friend, um, our, some of our Irish leprechauns coming in there. Um, is that it? I think that was it. There was quite a bit coming in. Um, I had Navajo wind talkers kind of in the background, but they're more healing, um, pulling out like grief and stuff. So there may be some of you that still are emoting and feeling um, sadness or whatever that's going to be released through, um, through laughter rather than through tears. Okay. So this has happened before too. Like Sometimes you don't always have to emote in tears and grief and sadness to release an emotion um, or release a particular vibration. And so in this case, it looks like 
you're going to have like some really fun times that are somehow going to help you release um, grief and sorrow and sadness as well. So let me just check in and see if there's anything else they want us to do in this healing session. And they're saying that they are complete. So I want to make sure that you're grounded um, before we leave this session. So I want you to imagine, like hold up your hands, your palms as if they're facing the earth. And then be aware of the, your tailbone and the bottom of your feet. And I want you to just project some energy, some golden light down into Mother Earth and see it going all the way down, down, as far as you can go down to the core of Mother Earth. You can see it as light. You can see it as roots coming out of you. Anything to kind of ground you into Gaia and wrap yourself around the center, or the crystalline heart of Gaia a couple times. Just make sure you're fully grounded because euphoric bliss can be a little ungrounding and I want to make sure you're grounded and you are safe <laughs> in your physical environment um, as you play with this energy. So as we wrap this session up, I want to thank you all so much for joining me and we will see you all again soon. Take care. This episode was brought to you by the Galactic Council of the Light, helping serve humanity one star seat at a time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again in the next episode.